You ready? Yep. The year's 1993. We've got a fresh fucking pack of batteries and a hot gray Game Boy ready to be played all day tomorrow, but it's Friday. You know what Friday means. Thank God it's funny. Your mom just made you some fucking bagel pizzas. Because when pizza's on a bagel, you can eat it anytime. Step by Step was hilarious. Cody made you giggle. But coming up next. That's right, motherfucker. Sweet, sweet Betsy Randall. Corey Matthews' mom. All that shit you were saying while the mic was held up to that? Not gonna be audible. But the theme song, we'll get that. Theme song, we got that, yeah. Perfect. Ryder Strong. Lee Norris. Mm. Soon to become Chanel West Coast. That's, we'll get there. And William Russ. William Rust. 1993. The horrible, horrible racist catalyst for uh, Edward Norton's character in American History X. <laughs> uh, so we're not ju- it's not just Corey's dad. This week we're covering Boy Meets World. When the boy meets world. Uh, that's boy what every... Okay, so world. that's... Everybody uh, remembers that theme song. Why, though? I don't know because I think it's one of the weakest. I never even got to you it. You said you told me they did a um they did a different theme song for every season. For every season. Yeah. I think that That Boy Meets World is one of the lamest ones. I love the first season. It's it's like education. There are globes spinning around. I want to talk a little bit more about that very specific thing uh later on in the episode. Okay. Michael Jacobs and April Kelly. Uh, so season two, no theme song at all. It's just that the animated rolling globe. Yeah, it looks they they acquired Doug, and then they decided we're gonna make Boy Meets World opening theme just Doug. <laughs> Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. God, how world, fucking castrated! Boy meets world, how much they castrated that fucking show? Boy meets world now. Boy meets world. They just they just took Jim Jenkins. I fucking put a like a sheep rubber band around his testicles and cut him off. <laughs> Jim Jenkins being the creator of Doug. <laughs> you look. <I'm laughs> I didn't have to look that up. I've seen a lot of Doug. All right. All right well, so this Corey week, Matthews and Sean Ryder. Uh, what's his name? Ryder Strong? Ryder Strong. What's Sean's last name? Fucking Ryder Strong. Uh, there can only be one drink that accompanies these kind of characters. Oh, and you know uh, what? And we have a very special themed drink this week. What are we going to... We need to have a name for our for our plusin' and cussin' drink of the week. Like, you know, uh, like, like they've got the, the Quarantini and the, the Coupe de Ville from some other podcast I just made up. But what do we call ours? 
And what's what's a good Disney name? We call it Malort. It's fucking Malort. <laughs> I thought Malort would be good for this week because Cheers, I hate it. Oh, the oh, the Matthews family lives in Philadelphia, deep in the heart of Philadelphia. Dig in, my man. So I actually we we didn't record last week like we were supposed to because I was legitimately shitting my brains out. Mm-hmm. It was my birthday, and the irony of of all of that is I got a bidet for my birthday, but I didn't have the bidet. When I was shitting my brains out. So the first time I used the bidet, I was actually at that raw dog. Like, you know, the you know how chapped your lap, your lips get when you go on a, like a ski trip. You ever been on a ski trip? I've been on a ski trip. So you uh, know that chapped, one that's chapped lips you get on the slopes. That was my butthole before I got my bidet. It's probably more, more even like, was it more like the cheeks? rubbing together it's not yeah it's just like the it's not the butthole itself so much as the home it lives in yeah like that stretch of skin between butthole and free air you mean your ass crack (laughs) my ass crack yeah the entirety of my how big is your ass crack i mean it's about as big as my ass you can imagine i think i have more ass crack than you do you uh one of the things that has been like a constant weird delight of like being uh friends with you and your family is like listening to you and your brother fart over the years because like sometimes that fart doesn't have anywhere to go so it has to travel a ways and like i can hear it like like snap crackle and pop and like out of like the small of your back especially andrew man like you hear it like make like a fucking death rattle and then it has to like worm its way up <laughs> it's fucking weird it's like a whole symphony Oh, in the crescendo is fart. That's good. That's nice. So, what are your memories of this show? You know what? I don't have many. Uh, I. So this is this is this is like your, uh, Boy Meets World genesis. Uh, I was a big TGIF fan, but I feel like, uh, this I, is the best thing that was ever on TGIF. Absolutely not. I can tell you the best thing that was on TGIF. What? Not the mama. Dude, motherfucking dinosaurs is above and beyond the best thing that ever happened to TGIF. I guess we'll have to cover that one day. Is it on? Is it on D plus? It it has to fall under the House of Mouse because it was they got it during the ABC acquisition. So eventually we get to cover it. It's Disney property. I don't know why they didn't capitalize on it more. I don't know if perhaps it wasn't acquired because of the years it was on. But I do know that at some point in my life, I was able to watch 
Family Matters, Boy Meets World, and Dinosaurs on the same day. Yeah, I always remember like step by step. Um, name? Can you name any episode of Step by Step? Can do you remember the specifics of any one episode of Step by Step? Patrick Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I that was season one, episode one, an introduction to an intro. I almost called him Richard Gear. An introduction. <laughs> Okay. I'll edit that out as uh, well. Uh, please don't. Those are. I'm worried about you. Uh, so for everybody, Tim's the editor for now, uh, which has what me mean for now. Like you're gonna fucking step up and edit. No, I'm not saying I'm gonna step up and edit, but perhaps one day we're gonna pay somebody to do this for us. We're gonna have a Travis or a cow or a cow. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. So when I think of TGIF, I think of this show, the most. That and Urkel. Family, yeah, Ur- you, every, I think people think of Urkel more than... I, I know that Dinosaurs has to be a more iconic show than... than I love I love Dinosaurs. I don't really remember it being on TGIF, do you, do you? Who had higher ratings? Dinosaurs or Boy Meets World? Fucking Boy Meets World, dude. You think? It was on for so many years? Yeah. And I... Fuck, man. I love Dinosaurs. I had fucking Earl... What was his name? Earl Sinclair. Sinclair. I had Earl Sinclair action figures um but it's 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 not better than boy meets world this show is fucking good it okay so this is i mean like we through during the brainstorming session for this podcast when i revealed to you what our podcast should be the the idea for it we came up with three episodes and this was one of them yep we're winging it from here <laughs> we have uh, no idea what comes next but uh it was it was like a oh yeah fucking boy meets world going back and digging into this shit like this is a pretty okay show i had real real low expectations moving into this thing uh and today i w- in my research uh, I I pull up Wikipedia because you have to, and I was looking at the Boy Meets World Wikipedia, and it gets to the portion that says synopsis. When we decided Boy Meets World, we've had some extra time, but I've made it through two full seasons of this thing because, like, the idea was I'm going to watch the first season, so I've got the expertise on the content. I'm going to jump around a few episodes, but now I was reading the synopsis, and I got to season three, and I realized, uh, oh shit. I don't want to know. I need to finish Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. Um, TGIF was, uh, you know, ABC rolling the dice on throwing, you know, desirable content up for primetime viewing on a Friday night. It worked. I, I, I would be excited about it, even though I didn't actually like a lot of the content that was out there. What was the TGIF target demographic? Was it us? No. Were they? I mean, were, they were. They were. They were, were these shows for adults. Do you think Full House is for adults? Absolutely not. Clearly not. Step by step is clearly not for adults. But it, to me, to me, the statement like I'm, I'm literally, I'm clearly not for adults. But that's my question: Is was it? Do you think Golden Girls is for adults? Yes. Golden okay. Girls is clearly for adults. Is Family Matters for adults? 
is Three's Company for Adults. Yes. Okay. I don't think that this is geared towards children. I I feel like I feel like this was the, the ABC and Disney merger and the world at this time. So 93, where when we go to bed and we're done watching Boy Meets World, our parents are sitting up drinking Malort and having heated conversations about whether or not Bill Clinton was a bad guy for getting his dick sucked. Mm-hmm. And so at night, you've got Jay Leno talking. He's making Judge Ito jokes and dick suck jokes and blue dress jokes, right? <laughs> but then in the six to the, eight the thing o'clock with the blue time dresses slot, that it had Clinton's cum on it. It will, yeah. Yeah. Did that did that register with, to you as a kid? That yeah, I did. It, there was cum on a dress. <laughs> yeah, I did. But like, did it? Like you knew there was semen on a dress. You knew that there. But, I mean, I hadn't like but did shot that, cum out of my dick before. So, what was the abstract thought of cum for you at that time when you're like, oh yeah, there's. I don't know if it was that abstract. I think I knew what it was. I did, so, like when when they're talking about so 1993, Christopher. When he hears things like jokes about the cigar, the infamous cigar, it wasn't ninety three though. It was it was, was a little bit later. Ni- I know. I want to say that's ni- that's ni- that's ninety ninety six. Maybe it was ninety nine. Is when nineteen ninety nine would have been the acquittal, the the impeachment acquittal. This yeah, is- so that that's a long time. I, I I think I knew what come was by the time they were talking about the come on the dress. How old were you in nineteen ninety? Let's call it five. Same age as you, except like minus one year. How old was I in 1995? What is that, 11? Uh, I was 10. I don't think I understood the concept of semen. I knew what it was, but like I hadn't put two and two together, and that was the goo coming out of the tip of my dick. <laughs> like I knew it was. It, it was clear. <laughs> it was clear for a while. Tell me about this show. No. <laughs> you want to know some of the history of Boy Meets World? Yeah. Let's take it right back to the introduction. The year's 1993. Your Game Boy is fully fucking charged. You are about to play Wario Land. But There's first, no fully charged. You just have batteries or you don't. Your batteries are fully charged then. Jesus fucking Christ. You know what? You ruined You ruined the fucking image that I'm trying You've to You've already done this, though. Well, I was trying to repaint it. This is what... Paint it. Mario paint it. It's 1993. Cap Captain Crunch is delicious. Uh, all right. TGIF comes on, Boy Meets World. I didn't watch it then. I remember Dinosaurs. I remember Step by Step. I don't remember any of the other shit. I didn't, I didn't watch Family Matters. I remember bits and pieces of Urkel, but I don't think Family Matters was... Laura! Did I do that? Carl Winslow! TGIF was memes. Like, that's what we had for memes in 93. Yeah? Because that's the Did shit. Did I do that? Then I've I, fallen and I can't get up. Not the mama. Mm-hmm. I love cheese. Did he say I love cheese? Eat my shorts. <laughs> yeah, I mean Bartman. Yeah, do that, the Bartman. That's what we had instead of memes. That was not on a single. That wasn't on a single episode of The Simpsons. Do the Bartman? No, I don't think so. The, I don't think Bartman was even on The Simpsons ever. I've definitely seen the song. Sure, but I don't think it was on an episode of The Simpsons. It was definitely in the video game. Which video game? Bartman. Right. <laughs> every every Simpsons video game is bad, even the arcade one that where you're fighting like lawyers. I don't know, it's fucking weird. You don't the you don't like that game? 
No, not really. I mean, it, it was a good like side scroll and beaten beat them up. It's just the Ninja Turtles game with a Simpsons. Skin. I've played it recently and doesn't hold up. N- no, you know. Uh, what I mean, it holds up. It holds up if you're drinking and you don't have to put quarters in, which is a really good idea for a barcade. You know, it really does hold up. All right, so it's 1993, and Boy Meets World is appearing for the first time. So I, I had low expectations going into this thing. And I honestly thought we were going to watch like 11 episodes and the first season hooked me. Uh, I made it all the way through season one. I made it all the way to season two. I've seen bits and pieces of season five. Uh, season five, I want to say, is the season where everybody remembers the theme song. When it's boy meets world. Uh, so, but I've, I've, I'm realizing that unlike Wizards of Waverly Place, which I would watch bits and pieces of if it was on still on like when we're done with this episode i'm still going to watch this show so much so that when i was doing research on the episode i was starting to read the synopsis of season three and into season six and i was like i fucking hate spoilers i'm not gonna read this so i didn't do any more research i can spoil it all for you please don't okay uh i know they get married why is it good tell me so yeah, I can tell you, but I want you to tell me as like a newly newly popped cherry into the Matthews family. In re you so you watched all of season one and some of season two? I've watched all of um it, I, I've watched most of this series in my life. For the recording of this episode. For the episode, recording of this episode, I've watched like half a season one, half a season two. Did you at any point cry? No. Then you didn't watch season one. My man. You didn't watch season one. Give me, tell me what is this show? It's when it, it's when this boy meets world. Do I need to do this part? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, this is the story of the Matthews family with Corey as the youngest funny kid. He's got a brother who's a horn dog. And his friend lives on the skids. This is the story of a girl named Topanga. She is 15, but hey, look at these tits. Hey, no, really, now. This girl, she's got tits. Hey, don't you like her tits? Now the story of a 15 through 19 year old. As they slowly kept selling more of her tits. And shorter skirts. Stop talking about her, her fucking underage tits. On a girl that was supposed to be the nerdy one. Hey, don't forget <laughs> she's got tits. We can't ignore that after season two. Season fucking two. All right, let's talk about Boy Meets World. So season one, they set you up. I'm, I don't remember what the world was like in 1993, but I was innocent. I feel like America was innocent. I feel like fucking, whoa. They were not was years away i remember things being nice they were good for me i feel like they were good for others because you were a child that had loving parents in a house in a suburb of dallas and that's nice which is which is exactly what we're looking at boy meets world is the story of the matthews family Corey's dad is the general manager at a grocery store which is something i can absolutely relate to growing up there were parts of us that wanted to be Corey Matthews. Everybody in our age group at one point was like, I want to be the funny kid or the cool kid. You were either a Corey or a Sean. Even those of us who didn't really watch the show, you wanted to be a Corey or a Sean. You were the funny one or the cute one. 
Uh, and I, I always wanted to be a Corey. For I don't. He's he's always got a line, man. Corey, but no, he didn't always have a line. These kids started off as kids, and like he, he always had a line as a kid. He's he's like Woody Allen. He's because he's Jewish. He, dude. Oh wait, okay. hey, wait, 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 hold wait, on wait, a wait. second. No, 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 no. Let me dig you out of that. This is plus. You don't need to dig me out of that. Corey Matthews is so fucking Jewish. <laughs> this is Pleasant and Cousin. My name is Chexty2600, but all my friends call me Johnny Baboon. <laughs> I'm just playing old Tim today. I'm along for the ride. Tim along, little doggy. I'm sorry. No, Corey that. Matthews, played by Ben Savage, is very, very. He has a very. Jewish neuroticism to him. He's got a Jewish intensity. He's got very, very Jewish hair. But his family is clearly Jewish. They're not Jewish. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like the whole block is talking about his Jew curls. Um, They call him Velcro head. They call him Brillo head. At one point, somebody straight up says, I don't speak Velcro. Right. Yeah. No. That was the Woody Allen thing, but you called me out on it, and yeah, Corey Matthews is very Jewish, and and uh, and that means that he's he's funny, he's neurotic, he's like fucking George Costanza a little bit, so he, with a little bit of Rodney Dangerfield. In yeah, there. yeah, definitely. Corey Matthews gets these are all Jewish people. He gets no respect. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's that's true in the in the Matthews. Come on, Feeny, I'm just wanting to watch my freaking baseball. That's so. That's season one, Corey Matthews. Oh, also, also, as someone that has lived in Philadelphia, uh, nothing about this world seems at all Philadelphia. Even suburb of Philadelphia, you're gonna have people saying, "I need my cousin Donnie to get me a bag of coke." <laughs> Somebody let the dogs out of the house. Like you don't have that abysmal fucking Lovecraftian horror accent creeping into this show at all. Um, I'm going to have some Wooter Ice. Yeah. I miss Wooter Ice, though. (laughs) Um, The Matthews family, seemingly well off. They live in a big house for somebody that runs a fucking grocery store. Uh, His salary is $40,000 a year. I looked this up. Corey Matthews' dad $40,000 a year does not buy that shit. $40,000. That's so... Even he, in 93. George Feeney lives next door. He's a fucking high school or a, a junior high teacher has been for the last 30 years. And he's got the most beautiful home in the neighborhood. Mind you, he's, his backyard is a fucking strip of land. But I think that's what Philly's like. It's not. I mean, I don't know. I didn't really venture out to the suburbs much. That's the 90s, man. Corey's mom. I don't think she had a job. I can't tell. Corey's she just gave jobs. Corey, God, she was so blow jobs. <laughs> yes, that was implied. The job, the which kind of job was? These implied? are the horniest parents I've ever seen on a fucking show. I'm into it though. Corey's mom is so hot. Let's talk about Corey's dad, William Russ, mm. played by William. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> rather, what's it? What's his name? Father Matthew. Father Matthews, played by William Russ. Um, I always knew him as, as lovable, horny dad on, um, Boy Meets World. And then, uh, years later, I see him on American History X as basically he's the catalyst for the Edward Norton character's racism when he gets killed. Did he get killed by a black guy? I don't remember. Um. I haven't seen American History X since it came out. 
he was a firefighter in that. At one point, they do a flashback to... The movie uh, Flashback. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they do a flashback to the Norton family sitting around the table, and um, Edward Norton's teenage character uh, starts talking about how this professor, this black professor, well, yeah, actually, he would just be a high school teacher, is having them read Native Son. And the father, Father Matthews, William Russ is like, hey, don't uh, don't buy into everything they they shovel down your throat because uh, I'm not too into this affirmative blackshin stuff, you know. And then he says uh, it's N word bullshit, and that's what took Edward Norton down the rabbit hole. Well, that and his father actually being killed maybe by a black person in that movie, huh? But yeah, I mean, he he's wanting to follow in the footsteps of this teacher and like get into the Native Son stuff. He's a very, very intelligent person, which is what leads him to act, be the leader of all of these dumbasses. You know who else was a great leader of dumbasses? Tell me. George Feeney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he really whips those knuckleheads into shape, especially Mr. Matthews. Mr. Matthews. I love George Feeney. Do okay. Can we talk about George Feeney? Can Let's we do it. There? Let's right. do it. He's Let's... the teacher that lives next door. He's a he's a curmudgeon, but a curmudgeon with a heart of gold. I have I have a really big problem with the direction this show took entirely. Like uh, fond memories or not, I have some issues with the direction the show took. Uh, but the difference between season one George Feeney and season two George Feeney is fucking criminal. The disrespect. That they play upon poor the actor that plays George Feeney, whose name is Yep, Mr. Daniels. I uh, mean William Daniels. Mr. <laughs> the disrespect given to William Daniels and the great character of George Feeney from what he is in season one to what he is eventually for Corey to what he is in season two is unterminable. Is that a word? It sounds like the right word for here. In- it's a word, I don't know if it's the right one. In interminable. Mr. Feeney in season one is is a grumpy Gus, but he his whole purpose in life is to be the best possible role model, mentor, and friend to the children in his class. All the children in his class, even fucking Minkus. Um, and he's the the kind and endearing words and the teachable moments in season one are full-blown fucking heartwarming. Like, I remember I was up until 2 o'clock in the morning watching season one of Boy Meets World, sitting in this room by myself, just lit the fuck up. And there was a Feeny moment that moved me to tears. Uh, You're a crier, though. Yeah, but not after the Lexapro. It takes a lot (laughs) to make me cry now. Heard. Uh, And so I found myself sitting here thinking, what would my life be like if I had a George Feeny? Dude. But then you get to season two and he's just fucking Walter Matthau and grumpy old men like fucking Mr. Turner shows up all cool as shit on his fucking motorcycle. So fucking cool. Mr. Turner is the absolute fucking coolest. And he shows up and takes over Corey and Sean's life as their brand new mentor. And suddenly Mr. Feeney goes from the incredible role model that these boys need to just a fucking cock to the superintendent man like it's just 
he's just crotchety. There okay, are, but I the joke. No in- spoilers for you, but Feeny like throughout. You know how Corey and Topanga are constant. Feeny and 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 Corey as student and teacher are also constant throughout the series. Yeah, well, correct. I mean, and ob- he's he's gonna be their teacher again. He obviously he's gonna he's their fucking teacher in college somehow. Yeah. Like, they figure out a way to make sure Mr. Feeney's there, but they hadn't figured out how to make sure he's the teacher. And Not so in season two. They introduce Mr. Turner, who's supposed... Mr. Turner is the, clearly the Uncle Joey of of this show. He's the cool one with the long hair. You think Uncle Joey's the cool one? How is Uncle Joey not the cool one? He's literally in a band. He's you're, got a hot girlfriend and twins. Like, in okay, the you're, 90s, you're, that's no, the cool you're, one. No, you're, you're talking about Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse. Uncle Joey's the idiot. Uncle- <laughs> Best thing that ever happened to him is Atlantis Morant sucking his dick in the theater. Now, I'm Uncle Joey for being such a goof. <laughs> Uncle Jesse. Hey, uh, I'm just going to implore you to cut it out. Uh, I'm going to implore you to cut this out of the podcast when you edit it. I will uh, not. Okay. Stay in. <laughs> so, Uncle Jesse. Uh, the Uncle Jesse of... Remember, didn't he do, like, a, a voice, like... Oh, I'm your little, I'm your little toy, Michelle. Yes, he was terrible. And Bullwinkle impressions. Yeah. It's funny because Saget was on, uh, was on Joe Rogan recently, and he talked about how him and uh, Stamos are still buddies, and like up until COVID, like he would still go over to his house, and they had a fucking band in Stamos's like band room or whatever. But he still talks shit about Kool Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so no, in in season one, Mister Matthew, Mister Matthews, Mister fucking Feeney, George fucking Feeney has you know I just season one episode five, the killer bee. Corey has tricked Minkus into dropping out of the national spelling bee, which Mister Feeney has won five years in a row. Now can Corey, we talk about Minkus real quick? Corey trick. We'll get to Minkus. Corey tricks Minkus into thinking that he can help Minkus be cool. By hanging out with Sean and the invisible kids that they kept deleting from season one. Every every friend of... One of which was Squints from the Sandlot. They called it the death chair. If you sat at the table with Corey and Sean, your career was over. That's Did they really? They joked about it being called the death chair, yeah. Because you were never going to be in another episode if you sat in that third seat. I mean, a couple of them were in multiple episodes. when They're talking about their super soakers and superheroes and stuff. But if you... If you pay really close attention to those episodes they're wearing the same costumes as they were wearing in the previous episode meaning yes but those were also filled in the same day uh so they just used the same actor for one set of filming because you get a few hours with these kids because they're all under 18 so you film as much as you can as fast as you can you write scenes where it's what cory matthew sounds like fucking uh who am i thinking of right now Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Because it's those quick little snippets, right? Like every single scene in Boy Meets World is less than a minute because you don't give these kids fucking scripts. You don't ask them to memorize or give them give them motivation. You say, here are your words. I need you to remember 35 seconds worth of words. It's one-liner, 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 one-liner. So you- I mean, there are some really long scenes with, uh, with Corey. Corey. Corey can handle it. Danielle Fischel, she can handle it. Watch. Sean gets... No monologues, dude. None. They did not give Ryder Strong those moments with Feeney. If Ryder Strong is in a serious scene, fucking Ben Savage is there to drive him down that road. 
But do you think Ben Savage is a good actor? I yes. So do I. Uh, it, how could you not be coming from the famous Savage family? Like I haven't seen a better duo than Ben Savage and Fred Savage since fucking the Marx Brothers. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, the Levies. Eugene Levy and, and his, his kid son. from Schitt's Creek. Do you like Schitt's Creek? I do. Everybody, so many people that I love and respect and would watch anything they told me to watch, told me to watch this show. Maybe it's because I expected a Christopher Guest joint, you, and that it ain't. It, that it, it. Okay, how far did you get? One episode. I watched three episodes, and I was like, this isn't going to fucking work for me. I was so disappointed. It gets way better. I was very disappointed. You got a man for me to watch. Like this is why you're gonna you're going to uh, pull the heavyweight on the TV show episodes. I can't do TV shows too much. Man. I fucking grew up on TV. Let's get back to this. So George Feeney had Corey has stolen the the spelling bee. Why did Corey steal the spelling bee? Because the prize this year is Bat Boy at the World Series, where the Phillies happen to be playing. Because if you think to season one, the only thing Corey Matthews gave a shit about was baseball. Constantly. It's funny, I, I remember this, but I haven't seen it in 25 years. All he fucking loved. Season one was just Corey loves baseball. He loves the Phillies, man. School bad, Phillies good. All right. Uh, so, but season, so Corey has stolen the spelling bee. Minkus didn't get to go. Corey is obviously not the right fit for the job, but we get a montage of Corey doing his very best. Like, Mr. Feeney's like, you know what? Fuck you. You're my only option. If you're going to learn, you're going to learn, right? And so Corey, not wanting to, one, disappoint George Feeney, and two, himself, fucking studies his balls off, man. Like, we see Corey for the first time in season one actually dig in and be serious about something. Uh, He digs his toes in. Clearly, he blows the fucking spelling bee. It's a bunch of minkus nerds versus Corey Matthews. He doesn't know dick. He remembers the like the formation of Hawaii, right? He doesn't know shit. But then you get this, this moment. Mr. Minkus, I see you've abandoned your MTV look. Well, nothing against Cindy Crawford, but I'm more of a Connie Chung kind of guy. Well... Sometimes a man doesn't know himself until he's walked a mile in another man's humongous pants. Hey, Minkus, who owns the two emotives? France. He would have brought home the big six, wouldn't he? Very likely. Well, I want you to know that I tried my hardest. Did you? Do you really feel you gave it your best? That you studied as hard as you possibly could? Yeah, I do. You know, Mr. Matthews, many 15th century explorers believed that geography meant taking their little boat as far as it could go before it fell off the earth. You have pushed yourself to your farthest latitudes, and not only did you not topple over the edge, but I believe together we have charted new territory. What's this? That is this week's geography exam. I got an A? Yes, it's an A. Congratulations, Mr. Matthews. 
We won. How it made you cry, bro? This was the first moment, and it could have been because I was baked out of my mind. <laughs> it was two o'clock in the morning, but in that moment, the pride that Mister Feeney felt for having gotten through to Corey, and beyond that, seeing Corey truly joyful in his own accomplishment, was one of those moments where being a father really hit home for me. Uh, and the concept of Addie having a situation like that where she finally found success in something for the first time ever, like motivated herself to do well. I was just like, I'm a fucking dad. I've got fucking kids and it's special. And so that's where one of the reasons I don't smoke weed. (laughs) That's where I think. There are so many of these Feeney moments in season one where George Feeney is a truly remarkable human. And I feel like that was, I feel like I remember seeing something where uh, William Matthews, are they all Daniels. named? Daniels. I feel like, I feel like I remember reading an interview where he said something along the lines of, I wasn't going to be some fucking goofball. Like, I wasn't going to do this unless I could be a genuine, legitimate, real influence on people's lives or some shit. And then they absolutely threw that completely out the window for season two when everything changes. So, Hey, Mr. Turner. Hey, Mr. Turner. That's... Yo, I ride a motorcycle. I'm not your fucking buddy, though. I'm, I'm the cool fucking teacher. You know how many other teachers I banged? Every substitute teacher, because there's a new substitute teacher every episode for me to bang. Because it's he bang, me. He bangs the Mr. substitutes. Mr. Turner, he bangs all the substitutes, and Mr. Feeney wants to also bang the substitutes. Feeney hates Turner. His motivation in season one is be a good human and raise good humans. His motivation in season two is kids bad, books good. Cut your hair. He doesn't like Turner. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I love Mr. Turner, though. Now, season two, we see the first time where ABC has decided to take... I Okay. Do you want to talk about Minkus before we get into Topanga? Yeah. Let's talk about Minkus. Minkus is only there in season one. Minkus is a fucking nerd. Minkus is the nerdiest nerd. Uh, and also really fucking good at it. Like, as far as nerd character goes, Minkus is right up there, mm-hmm. which was his downfall. Minkus was too good at being a nerd. They couldn't grow that character. They could. He was so typecast. He was beyond typecast. Minkus got cut from the show because of another nerd on ABC at the time. Urkel? Urkel. Really? You can't have conflicting nerds. There can only be one Urkel. So they legitimately cut Minkus from the lineup. So that he wouldn't compete with the powerhouse that was Urkel. And then he became Chanel West Coast. He did not. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have to look that up? We did have to look that up. Believed you completely. Uh (laughs) Hook, line, and Chanel sinker. But he did not become Chanel West Coast. No, he didn't. But you also believed it at first, didn't you? No, I never did. (laughs) Really? Yeah, no, I never (laughs) I never believed that. 
Well, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't alone. There were thousands of other people that mm-hmm. also believed it entirely. Yeah. Uh, but no, they they merely look alike. Minkus <laughs> did not grow into Chanel West Coast, which is today's version of. Did you know that the dude from uh, uh, the Wonder Years is Marilyn Manson? He could suck his own dick. Mm-hmm. Cut out a rib so he could suck his own dick. Did you? Uh, you believed the hell out of that too, didn't you? I did. You, did you? I believed all the horror stories about Marilyn Manson. Did you contemplate getting your own ribs removed when you were an adult and could afford it? No, I did. <laughs> I thought about what kind of job I would need to have to afford rib removal surgery so I could suck my own dick. Is that bad? Should I call a doctor? It's like the opposite of what God did, right? Like by making Adam. I don't know. That's, I'm reaching a little bit. Not as much as you're reaching to suck your own dick. <laughs> I think that's it for Minkus. That's what they said in the writer's room, I guess. <laughs> All right. Uh, Minkus so comes can back. Can we please not get super horny when we're talking about this child? Danielle Fischel? Yeah. Topanga Lawrence? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can go without getting horny talking about a child. Can you handle not getting horny while talking about a child, Tim? Uh, yes, I absolutely can. Are you sure? Because I'll leave the room. It's it's completely easy for me to not get horny talking about this child. Uh, it's actually easier for me to not get horny when talking about this child. And I'll fill you in on a, a little secret. Okay. Does she suck? I didn't actually have a crush on Topanga when I was a kid. Did you not? No. Did you have... I was a Drew Barrymore kid. I thought you, you didn't watch this show. Of course you... I knew who she was. I'd seen episodes when other kids at the, on the schoolyard were sharing tales of fantasies about Danielle Fischel as Topanga Lawrence. I didn't share in those same fantasies. I was into Melissa Joan Hart. Uh, 100%. I was into Jennifer Love Hewitt a lot. Not me so much. Really? No. Yeah, no, she's... Uh, it's beautiful. Drew Barrymore and uh, what's who's that? Who's that one from uh, Miss Congeniality? Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Bullock. Yeah, Sandra Bullock really did it for me back then. Which is, I think, why I'm into Corey's mom. Could be my age. Corey's mom looks like a sexual leopard. I uh, even back then would have to say, if if given the choice between the two. Topanga or Corey's mom? It's going to be Corey's mom every time. Let's just assume we're talking about of age Topanga. Yes. You're going to go Corey's mom every time. We can talk about... Don't You don't need to ask me, is that what we're talking about of age Topanga? Uh, Whatever, man. We were kids when we were watching this. I was kid when I was watching this. So when you were a kid, you had a crush on Danielle Fischel, a.k.a. Topanga. Yeah, man. Of course. I was like, yeah, that. Yeah. I, it wasn't like something that like I thought about when the show wasn't on. Not like Jennifer Love Hewitt. Um, but yeah, I love Topanga. Topanga's great. Topanga's smart. Um, she also like the Corey Topanga relationship is I think actually bad for young men to behold because it creates this idea that like you're going to have this no matter how much you fuck up and act like an idiot you're going to have this high school sweetheart or fucking from like first grade on sweetheart that's just going to be your ride or die for the rest of your fucking life like some of their 
they're both good actors, but some of their relationship is a little bit, and I'm glad they had them break up and get back together and break up and get back together. And, you know, sometimes it does work out for people, um, where they, they marry their high school sweetheart and they're together forever. But I, I, that, that, that's not a, that's not a, a usual scenario that plays out. Right. It's never that easy. It's never that simple. Topanga is so understanding. Um, Corey's so all over the place. Consistently fucking up. Can we talk about my favorite character on the show? Who's your favorite character on the show? Uh, my favorite character on the show is a... Uh, it's Corey. It's fucking Corey. I love Eric. Oh, uh, it's Corey. If it's not Corey's dad, it's Corey. Eric is so fucking great. Yeah, like his his super horniness does not make him a one dimensional character, and he has great chemistry with Corey. He's a good older brother. If it wasn't for the fact that Corey looks so Jewish and he looks so genteel, I'd believe that they were related. Yeah, especially once Corey actually goes through puberty, which is like when he's you know real world eighteen or something. Um, they they make a hilarious comedic um pairing. And so you haven't got to Sean's brother yet. That's one of them Lawrence brothers, right? It is. It's uh, Matthew Lawrence. I have not. So uh, he becomes Eric's best friend, and they are hysterical together. That's one thing the show did get was chemistry. Each character had their better half, if you will, that they constantly appeared with throughout the the show and they always worked well together what was fucking eric's friend in season two you've seen him in other shit yeah um he's like a bully in some other movie i don't know i mean if we were really to do our homework on this we would be watching dozens of hours of this show and i'm just not gonna do that i watched at least 12 hours of this show. And you're not through season two. And, I mean, they, they, these fucking seasons... They're 30 minutes long and 24 episode seasons. Yeah. So that that's that's 12 hours. <laughs> that's 12 hours per season. And that's, what, seven seasons? Seven seasons. Um, It's 12 hours. That's like, I've, watched, I've watched a full day of my life I've devoted to watching this show. Uh-huh. I mean, that's 84 hours of Boy Meets World. There's no fucking way that we're ever going to actually do this. I, I, I mean, I can't. <laughs> and i have i have three to four days off a week there's no fucking way i'm going to do this i could make it happen but there's no reason to make it happen when the show peaks completely in season two that's not true though have you ever heard a joke funnier than this it's in there in there right there thank you thank you very much <laughs> Hey, I'm the first one here. And now for you. Why was you almost in my way? You know, if I was in my homeroom, I wouldn't be anywhere near your way. Huh? I think he's saying that if he was someplace else, he wouldn't be here. What? You saying I'm gay? <laughs> no, no, I didn't say that. Come on, let's finish him off. No, I need to be alone with my thoughts. Legitimately LOL'd at that. <laughs> It was one of those moments where you go, Hey, babe, come in here. Check this out. Look at this. Look at this. You got to see this. Yeah. Later, they tell that same joke. 
They do. And it goes a little something like this. Are you telling me that I have weird thoughts about my sister? I got to be by myself. I watched the whole episode. I don't remember that. It's a few episodes later. Okay. Um, those, those two and then Harley are maybe my favorite part of season two. Harley is so dumb. He, he he's clearly thirty five. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. I mean they they make it a point that he is he is older. So Corey eventually dates his sister TK. So the show, I mean, we're obviously not going to talk about everything that happens because uh, because there's way too much goddamn content. There's so much. Uh, content. Sean is um, poor. He he comes from a troubled family. He's, That's it. That's the whole. That's Sean. That's the entire description of Sean for seven seasons. I don't know. I mean, he's sensitive. Like you haven't gotten into some of the Sean stuff. Um, it's cool that they bring his brother in. Um, he's a little bit emo. He gets a little bit emo at, at one point. Like there, there are there are like Sean's having a fucking meltdown episodes. Um, that aren't in season two. You know, the, the, like, Sean becomes the focal point uh, in some parts. Because well, Corey and his family have, like, the perfect life. Sean does not. His dad's like a fucking, like, Dan Connor if Dan Connor got fired. Well, there there are bits <laughs> and pieces of that in season one and season two. We have the episode where Corey tries to gift Sean his prized basketball because he finds out that Sean's dad got laid off from the factory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, we get peaks of that. But the season, Sean in season two is just a goofball, and or Sean in season one is just a goofball. But Sean in season two has no motivation other than get Corey laid, yeah, or get laid on his own. It's all, it's all boob jokes. It's the first season is I love sports and I'm going to be a good human. Season two through seven is just, which is why saying that it peaks at season two is, you know. That's where you're at right now, but it definitely does not. Could it possibly get better? Yes. It gets much, much better. I'm gonna watch all eighty four hours of this motherfucker. <laughs> I mean we can we can we can revisit when you finish this. I'll keep I'm, I'll keep going. I'll let you know what happens. Okay. Um You know what? I think it's time to take a quick break. Do you think? Um we so this show ends in two thousand nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine. Ninety three to ninety nine. So there's a follow-up show. When this girl meets world. There is a show called Girl Meets World. Girl Meets Yeah, let's take let's take a break and then we can talk about Girl Meets World. Well, um, we do we do need to take a break because uh I want to hear a word from our sponsors. We finally got ourselves some ad sponsors and I want to make some money. So That's not what you told me to use last time. Last year, doctors recommended Gynolotrimin more than ever before. Well, what about the product you used to give me? Last year, Gynolotrimin became the choice of more and more doctors. It cures yeast infections fast. How fast is it? Gynolotrimin starts working on contact. Nothing you can buy works faster. It must be good if you're recommending it. Find out for yourself why Gynolotrimin has become the choice of more and more doctors for a fast cure. So we're not doing the TGIF one? No, we can. Absolutely. Uh, but most importantly, this episode brought to you by Gynolotrimin. All right. Nothing acts faster on your vagina than Gynolotrimin. 
Also, what happened? Gynal Ultraman was doing so good for that year, but it's gone now. <laughs> Where did Gynal Ultraman end up? I don't know what happened. That was those, peak Lotraman. Those poor, poor vaginas. What do vaginas have to deal with now if they can't get gynecologists? What could gynecologists possibly be recommending more than gynecologists? This episode brought to you by gynecologists. You feel it? TGIF is a Valentine treat. First, Urkel wears his heart on his head. At least taste the nutty one in the middle. Family matters. Then Dana gets dumped. There's only one thing for a girl like you to do. Get right back on your broom and try again. Step by step. Then Robbie's a Valentine hunk. You mean chicken boy? What did you call me? Nothing. Dinosaurs and... Those these great arms that were meant for holding me. Ricky finds a Valentine at Camp Wilder on a Valentine treat. TGIF. So that had nothing to do with Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World hadn't come out yet. This was February. I thought I had it in my head that Cody on Step by Step was played by Brendan Fraser. (laughs) No, he was a Brendan Fraser type. Sure, it's Fraser. Mm -hmm. By the way, I think you pronounce it Fraser. It's most definitely Fraser. You seen Brendan Fraser in 2020? He's looking good again. Not everybody can stay on top of their game forever. Guy's been in movies since the 80s. He hasn't been in anything since 2007. That's true. Why don't you pull up um, the Girl Meets World theme? Got it. I've been waiting for a day like this to come struck like lightning. My heart's on for th- three minutes and fi- I-, I wonder how much of that is actually on the fucking show have, have you ever seen a single episode i have is it any good no um but brooklyn has seen a whole bunch more so why don't we we talk to her about that our first ever guest first ever guest probably for the best okay so uh we're gonna bring in an expert on Girl Meets World, or uh, at least more of an expert than either of us, my stepkid, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, who has watched hey. a bunch of Girl Meets World. Would you consider yourself a subject matter expert on Girl Meets World? Um, I'm not quite an expert, but I feel like good enough. Yeah. Have you seen more than one episode of Girl Meets World? I've seen all of the episodes of Girl Meets World. Every episode of Girl Meets then that makes you a subject matter expert. Alright, well then, I guess so, yeah. Okay, well then, I guess first and foremost, one, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate you flying all the way in here. Uh, <laughs> I hope you, you traveled safely. What's funny is that she's actually uh, across the country right now. Across the pond, they say. They don't. <laughs> across the pond, yeah. Um, the pond being the Great Lakes. Brooklyn, do you like this show? 
Not yeah, actually, I, I did like this show, but I mean, it's, I feel like maybe not everyone did since it did end up getting canceled. <laughs> well, everything gets canceled. But did did you like Boy Meets World? I yeah, I did. I haven't seen a whole lot of Boy Meets World, but I think I actually like Girl Meets World better. But that might just have to do with the whole g- uh, gender thing. We, as we dig into this, what we really need to know, Brooklyn, is uh, what happens in Girl Meets World? Can you walk us through what this show is? Well, really, it's just about this girl who who doesn't really know anything about like the real world, and she has this friend that's a lot more outgoing than her, and it's just about their adventures together and and um, the like becoming a teenager and and more into an adult. It's just, it's just like them going through their life experiences and everything. It's, it's really interesting, actually, to watch. Can you tell me about an episode of Girl Meets World that really spoke to you? Yeah, honestly, there was an episode that they were, um, there was this lady in, in the, the, like, bus station that they ride a lot, and she wasn't, like, super like fancy looking she she not a lot of people talk to her um and like she she just wasn't someone who who uh got talked to a lot or whatever and they ended up like speaking with her and um like they got this super cool idea where where uh they had these like umbrellas in the train station where like people could just get them and then like return them at the other uh, stops. And then they made her a house out of umbrellas. No, <laughs> no, it, it was just like a little um, like here are free umbrellas and you return them whenever you like get get to your next stop. And I just thought that it was really cool because they ended up coming up with the idea with the lady who ended up funding the project. Because she, she ended up rich. having a lot of money. She wasn't really poor. She was rich. But the girls didn't yeah. judge her by her appearances. Exactly. Coming of age tale, my dude. So they just made fucking Boy Meets World again. Yeah. And so, I mean, obviously, you know, Cory and Topanga are the, the main characters in right. Boy Meets World. Yeah. Right. And then they become the parents of, of Riley, which is the, the Riley, daughter. yeah. Riley and they have another son named Augie. Does she die? Does Riley die? No, she doesn't die. Now, is there an episode in which she dies in a dream or something? Um, no, I don't think so. Maybe it was fan art that we were looking at. <laughs> Some death for Riley from Girl Meets World fanfic. It said Riley Girl Meets World's death scene. Maybe death the scene. Died. No, the actor is not dead either. The, the actor is actually a really cool and an interesting person. You know what um, is dead? Ryder Strong's career. All right. Well, I guess that's what we wanted to know about Girl Meets World. I um, have a couple more questions. Is that okay? Okay. Uh, in Girl Meets World, does Riley? What's Riley's friend's name? Sh- Sh- uh, Maya. Maya. Shauna would have been funnier. Uh, <laughs> do they have a teacher that means a lot to them, like Mr. Feeney? Actually, their their teacher is uh, Corey. Wait, uh, what? He becomes a teacher. Now, yeah. I have seen the uh, intro to Girl Meets World, and only the uh-huh. intro. 
but it really looks like Corey and Topanga have a really nice house, assuming that they still live in Philadelphia. I don't think they do. Uh, he's got what, what city do they live in, B? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think they really talk about that in the show. Um, they, they live in, um, it's like an apartment complex type thing, so you have to, like, buzz somebody in to get in to their, their house, so it's not an actual house, it's an apartment. So, maybe, yeah. They don't live in a really nice house. She's got a fucking window seat in her room. Brooklyn, does she have a window seat in her room? Yes, she does. That's, like, one of the main... Uh, places that they record at is is just like them sitting in the little window. It's a very important spot in the show. Have you ever seen a place that wasn't super nice that had a window seat with like pillows and stuff? <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Throw pillows don't come cheap, and so I'm just saying, I'm just saying that they are not living the the Matthews family lifestyle in fucking oh, absolutely not suburb no. ass Philly. So yeah, they're not. Is that what you wanted to ask her about? So Corey is their teacher. I, honest to God, had no idea that Corey became a teacher. I forgot about that. Yeah. Is Corey yeah. a good teacher, a friendly teacher? Do they give him crap for... He's a, he's a little bumbling. He He's actually a very good teacher in the show. What his show is about, it's more about... I mean, not his show. I mean, his, his teaching is more about, like, the lessons. So he'll start off with something, and then it'll change into something, something completely different. Like, just with the the things that happen in the show, it just kind of changes into this huge lesson of, of, like, you know, about friendship or, or, you know, other things. Girl Meets World ever make you cry? Um, uh, probably. <laughs> Can you tell me about a time that Girl Meets World, Girl Meets World made you cry? Or um, well... An umbrella Lady, that which is just the plot of, of Beauty and the Beast. There, there was a, a super important part in the show um, where, so Maya, uh, the best friend in, in the show, so so she she and her her mom were not super close or whatever, and and it she like ended up her like Riley, which is 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 Corey and Topanga's daughter. She ended up throwing this whole thing for her birthday when, because her mom had just completely forgot, and yeah, it was just like a really important moment for like Maya showing how how much she actually cared about uh, Corey and Topanga because her her mom just wasn't really there for her as much as the rest of the family was, and that was a, a, it was a sad episode. I'm pretty sure I did cry during that episode. Yeah. Wow, that's. That's classic Boy Meets World, right? Because Chris has been crying at Boy Meets World, so yeah. Maybe, maybe you need to. Maybe you got more than eighty-four hours to watch. I think it sounds like Girl Meets World might be right up my alley. I, I love a good, I love a good lesson. I like, I like a TV show that makes me feel. Do you have any more questions? Is Mister Feeny there? Does he ever show up? Uh, no, no. Long dead. He's not. <laughs> sure. Get off the phone so bad. I love you, B. Bye. That's gonna do it, I guess. I think so. W- one Brooklyn, thank you again for being on the show. Uh, that was there's there was a lot more to this show than I thought. We only got to scratch the surface. We didn't even talk about the blatant sexualization of a minor that ABC <laughs> per- <laughs> perpetrated. Fucking pot calling the kettle black. Uh, I'm not a minor being sexualized. Who are you talking about? Topanga. Topanga. 
do you really think they're sexualizing her or is she just Are an you attractive kid? Kidding? So so season we okay, so season two, episode one. The same episode that gave us that fantastic joke about uh that we listened to earlier. Uh season two, episode one, Eric shows up with his fake sideburns. No, paint. Sean shows up with his Sorry, fake sideburns. Sean Sean I get names mixed up. Season two, episode one. Sean shows up with his fake sideburns. We meet Topanga after a full summer away, and she hasn't even really grown boobs yet. But they put her in this low-cut shirt with, like, it's it's like a dress with a shirt underneath it. Something that you'd find in the Delia's catalog. You ever flip through the Delia's catalog? Back I don't know. In the it looked like something off of Daria, more like it. Yeah. Uh, and immediately in the first episode of season two, they, they start making boob jokes about puberty. Summer has been very kind to you, Topanga. And then she rips off Sean's fake sideburns and goes, at least what I grew was real. Yeah. And that's, that's the beginning of it. Uh, so as we were watching earlier in season three, where the whole train has left the fucking station, we did the math on this. She's 15 years old. It's 1996 at this point for season three when they go to disney world at this point we're only three seasons into this show and by season three they fucking put the poster that they were selling at walmart up in Corey's room their very own product placement he's they they were boyfriend and girlfriend when did he fucking hang up a full-size poster not just a full-size poster but the poster the poster that you could get at the walmart right next to the fucking corvette and the black light weed leaf and some fucking pour some sugar on me red bikini wearing lady. Uh, and Topanga, who started in season one as the nerdy weird girl who was into fucking astrology, astrology and Buddhism and, and uh, astral projecting uh, the strange one who legitimately started her career at the nerd table come season three by dating the nerdiest person in the school once Minkus disappears unexpectedly uh, is wearing crop tops or micro skirts for the remainder of the show. You either see the top of her thighs or the bottom of her belly button for the rest of the show. And you can't tell me that they didn't do that on purpose. Yeah, sure they did. But it doesn't fit her character. It doesn't fit it doesn't fit the Topanga that I grew up with all the way. You didn't grow up with any Topanga. You didn't even watch the fucking show. Uh let's talk about Corey. Um and uh I just want to talk about Corey's journey through puberty because it is touched upon so much, but they have like puberty episodes with him where it's like he is still like an eight year old boy. He the werewolf episode where we're supposed to we I saw more chest hair in the Swiss family Robinson. <laughs> Yeah. Than I did in the werewolf episode. He's like, Eric, I'm going through puberty over here. Um, He's not going through puberty. But it, when it hits, it hits like a ton of bricks. Yeah, he gets Does swole. It? He doesn't. <laughs> um, but he does. He does. His hair does become more, more coarse. Yeah. And then he starts having wet dreams. And that's Boy Meets World. When this boy meets world. He's hiding his underwear at the bottom of the laundry bin so his hot mother doesn't find his cum stains. His hot mother is my cum stains. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll I, see you next... Uh, so, do we want to tell them what we're watching next week? We're watching Fantasia. Fantasia Barino. 
next time we're going to see Fantasia, and then we have yet to come up with what the companion piece to Fantasia is going to be, but stay tuned. We'll tell you when we watch Fantasia. Uh, and if you want more Boy Meets World, I'm going to continue watching all 84 hours of content. And uh, you know, You're going to stream it on Twitch? I'll, I'll stream myself watching more Boy Meets World and crying. So uh, find our Twitch channel. It's called Pleasant and Cut. Wait, what is it? I don't know my fucking Twitch channel. I'll post a link to my we Twitch channel. We might make a new one called Plusin and Cussin. It's probably a good idea. Find our Plusin and Cussin Twitch channel uh, where you can watch me drink alone in a dark room uh, and watch Boy Meets World and cry. You'll, you'll see you'll see the silhouette of a, of a man watching stuff in the dark <laughs> and not really talking much. Somebody's going to like it, but if you want to watch it, I don't fucking know. You can watch that. Uh, I'll answer any questions you might have, so shoot them to our uh, I don't know, DM us in our Instagram page. That'd be the best place to shoot me any questions right now. I, we've got an email address, but I think it's the Proud Family Robinson at gmail.com. Plusin' and cussin' at gmail.com. We took the D out. Or we could do D plusin' and cussin'. So you taking the D out. Putting the D in. To blessing and cussing. Putting the D in. Taking the D out. We're going to. Leaving it in. Malort. Done. You want some Malort? <sighs> want to do one more Malort before we go up? Yeah, let's just.